We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. Coming up, the latest episode of KCSN Update with the stories, stats, headlines, and rumors people are talking about to get you caught up on all things regarding the Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. Rotating guests with different perspectives. The latest episode of KCSN Update, presented by DraftKings, begins now. Folks, welcome into a live edition of KCSN Update. We got some breaking news. That's why we're going live for you on this uh, wonderful Monday afternoon, about 1.30 uh, local Arrowhead time. We got some breaking news into uh, the into uh, the uh, worldwide headquarters of KC Sports Network. Um, former Jaguars offensive tackle. This was tweeted out by Adam Schefter. Jawan Taylor has reached an agreement on a four-year, $80 million deal, including $60 million of that guaranteed with the Kansas City Chiefs per sources. Deal negotiated and confirmed by Drew Rosenhaus and Robert Bailey. I'm here with good pal Matt Lane to break down this signing and kind of talk about what's next for the Chiefs because, Maddie, let's first talk about this move because this move came uh, shortly after uh, Andrew Wiley decided to sign a, a good a, – I'm listen, good for Andrew Wiley to get that money <laughs> that he got. Uh, he signed with the uh, Commanders. It appears that the, the Chiefs now have their left tackle. Yeah, uh, so I don't even know where to start with this. There's so There's many a lot. things. There's a lot going on right now, yes. Right. So I guess let's just start with Jawan Taylor in mm-hmm. general, right? Um, he got an offensive tackle just come out of his, entering his fifth year in the league. I believe he is still 25 years old, maybe just about to turn 26. Uh, I think he's 25, though. He's coming into his fifth year in the league. Here's a guy still young. He's been improving every year he's been in the NFL, despite having to play with Urban Meyer as a coach for a year. Like, I don't think that can be understated that he did have to go through an entire year with Urban Meyer as a coach. And you've kind of seen that entire team stalled out under Meyer. So you look at the difference from second year, third year, Jawan Taylor to last year, Jawan Taylor. I think there's a big gap. So the Chiefs are kind of going out paying for a young offensive tackle that Brett Veach probably mm-hmm. scouted. I mean, the Chiefs weren't exactly in the tackle market back in 2019 when he was drafted. They felt pretty stable at tackle then. That's when Jawan Taylor came out. He was a second-round pick that they technically never had a chance to draft because they traded their first-round pick for Frank Clark. So they right. never had a chance to draft him. He's only getting better. He's become a really good pass protector in the league. So like, I think that's where you start. 
if you're a Chiefs fan trying to figure out who Juwan Taylor is, what he's about, young tackle, getting better and better, and he's kind of proven himself as a pretty good pass protector so far. So I do, I, I, I do think that this signing is very interesting. I think it caught a lot of people off guard, especially, um, as we mentioned, a lot going on around this signing uh, of them coming out, especially with the report that the Chiefs were still kind of in on Laramie Tunsil. Then you have this coming out like less than five minutes later. James Palmer, friend of the program, tweeted out, it's his understanding that the Chiefs are out on Orlando Brown Jr. moving forward, and Jawan Taylor is expected to play left tackle for Kansas City. Matty, you and I kind of had a discussion before we went live on this uh, on this live show, on this podcast, talking about had he played left tackle before? And uh, what, what did you find there? Yeah, so he did at Florida, but it was mostly, I believe it was in a pinch, unless I am missing a, a year here. As a sophomore, I know he played right tackle, but kicked over to left tackle for like the final game or two of the year. I think he moved back to the right side um, there as a junior before coming into the NFL draft. It looks like he's only played right tackle in the NFL. So it, yes, he's done it. And he probably did it in high school would be my guess, just judging by his athleticism. So I think he's played some left tackle in college. Not a ton, but played some. And maybe the Chiefs, they saw him work out. They brought him. I don't know if they brought him into work out. That's something the research department can maybe figure out before we have the Casey Laboratory later tonight. <laughs> maybe they had a visit with him and they had him and they saw him. They worked him out and saw that, hey, we feel comfortable with this guy in a left-handed pass set. And they think they can get back there. We can't forget, the Chiefs just signed Orlando Brown Jr. or traded for Orlando Brown Jr., who was a right tackle. Yes, he yeah. switched to left tackle the year before, but they just did this, right? So, like, mm -hmm. they kind of have an idea here. So, I think his athleticism can switch to the left side. He's played it a little bit. So, it's still a little bit of a not – a, not a chance, but, like, you're taking a little bit of a risk here making this transition. But what worst-case scenario, it doesn't work, and you just move him back to the right side. So, like, it's a calculated risk, I think. Absolutely. And looking at some of the tweets still pouring in, we'll make sure to give you all the up-to-date information as we kind of work our way backwards from this as well, right? Um, but it looks like the money to, um, Maddie, I mentioned off the top, $80 million deal, four-year $80 million deal, 60 of it guaranteed. Uh, what are your thoughts on the numbers there for that contract? Is It seems like the Chiefs are going to kind of cement Jawan Taylor as their left tackle moving forward. Yeah, and so initially with the money, like it's a little bit high. I think the highest kind of uh, thing I saw from was about 17 million per year was the guesstimate, a little over mm. 40 million guaranteed from uh, PFF. That seemed reasonable. I thought that would be the high end of the right tackle market. But then, I mean, the Broncos just paid Mike McGlinchey more yeah. than that. They paid him 17 and a half, 50 million guaranteed. Jawan Taylor's a better player. He's mm -hmm. younger. And without even calculating in the Chiefs are going to try him on the left side, just in just blanketly like, okay, paying him more than Mike McGlinchey makes sense now you want to say you're going to try to move him to left tackle and if it works even if he just proves to be the same level of player at left tackle he was right tackle he doesn't get any better he's just this plus starter at left tackle 20 million dollars is it is it bad it's not overly expensive and if he keeps improving or just plays even better and you'll pass protections like i get it the money is not not my favorite uh, financial deal you're going to probably see from the Chiefs make <laughs> period. It's a lot of money for yeah. a guy that is still not, you know, I think at a ceiling and you don't know if you'll get there, but you, you know, put all the stuff in there. Mike McGlinchey resets the tackle market for this free agency period. And yeah. then you come in and you're like, okay, well, what if he plays left tackle, left tackles get more money. So I see how they got to this amount. It's just a lot. Yeah, uh, for sure. And thank you everybody for joining, uh, watching this show. Uh, make sure to drop a like, drop a subscribe if you do want some more Chiefs information. Maddie and the gang, Maddie and the KC Lab crew will be live tonight at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. Make sure to catch that out. They'll have more 
in-depth information breaking it down. We're giving our reactions here to this signing because there's a lot of news that happened in a short period of time. Man, as you mentioned that Mike McGlinchey signing, I think that that kind of took me off guard that he went to the Broncos of all teams. Um, makes sense. They want some protection. The Broncos have dished out some money uh, so far this offseason, uh, this uh, early part of the tampering period on that offensive line too because I believe they got a, a guard. I can't remember off the top of my head. I'll, I'll do some more research, but... A young guy, too. I think that's going to be a, kind of a big part of, of the Jawan Taylor thing. A young guy. The age is good there. Younger than Orlando Brown. A guy that they can kind of stake their future. And that's exciting for, um, for for this team moving forward. I see a lot of people in the comments. Thanks to everybody leaving comments about that. Uh, Brian Anderson, I'd be fine with this if he's a plus side right tackle. We go heavy left tackle if they love in the draft. I mean, I do still think that the offensive line is an option in the draft and Listen, I'm sure we're going to dive into that a whole lot more as the, the as the weeks come on. But Jawan Taylor looks to be the left tackle of the future, according to uh, James Palmer, who is uh, well plugged in with the team. He says that it looks like that they are done with Orlando Brown Jr. They're going uh, putting all their chips on uh, Jawan uh, Taylor. Uh, Maddie, when you look at the the landscape of what the offseason was, what the what the market was. For tackles, the free agent tackle market, I believe we talked about a lot how this wasn't the best free agent market that you were going to get for tackles. Um, so after kind of what the Chiefs have done, what are your thoughts on the on this move uh, long term? Okay, so long term, I, I think it's a it's a good deal, a good thing for the Chiefs. You, it's a four year deal. What was it, sixty million guaranteed? So you're probably yeah. For the Chiefs, that's a minimum three-year deal. Maybe they'll, they probably that's a, probably a three-year deal for them. Uh, you now get a tackle. I don't know left, right. I think it sounds like, according to Albert Breer, who also kind of confirmed, depending on what happens in the draft, the plan is for him to be the left tackle. So yes. maybe mm -hmm. if a left tackle is falling down the board, they now, with Jawan Taylor, they have the flexibility to move him from left back over to the right side. It seems like they are comfortable with him being the left tackle, but if they find someone that they want to put at left tackle instead, maybe they'll move him back. So you get a plus starting tackle that's young, that's improving for three years for $20 million, you know, per year. That's, that's kind of good. Wow. That's not bad at all. Like when you start to, it's expensive when you just see the name and then you hear everybody talk about this offensive tackle class and then you see the price point. But one, look at what, you know, look what guys are getting paid. Look what defensive tackles are getting paid right now. Look what yeah. linebackers are getting yeah. paid. Look at guards. There's a guard that just signed for more 100%. money. Like what do we, what do you know? So like, I get it. It looks expensive on paper, but if he's a plus starter on an, at an offensive tackle position, that's a, it's a good move for that much money. And what I can't drive home enough with Jawan Taylor specifically, I don't, maybe I haven't, you know, talked about this enough. He's a good pass protector. Yeah. The Chiefs kind of like to throw the football. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes is kind of a good football thrower. So it I, you know, he's a iffy as a run blocker. I mean, I'll openly say it. He's not the best run blocker, he's not the most consistent. Mm -hmm. He's a better pure pass protector than Orlando Brown Jr., than Andrew Wiley. And I don't think it's particularly close. He's just more fluid. He's more natural as a pass protector. So whether it's an overpay or not, he seems like a great fit for what the Chiefs are kind of trying to do, regardless of which side he plays on. Absolutely. And a guy that I like to trust his opinion on offensive line takes, you know, Duke Miniweather is one of those guys, Brandon Thorne, right there in that conversation. Yeah. He's a big fan of this move for the Chiefs. He said, I absolutely love this for Taylor. Solid starter who is 25 coming off the best season, uh, off of his best season, and is now in one of the select few of truly elite O-line infrastructures with Reed, Heck, and Mahomes. That's probably a big deal, too. You look at the Chiefs infrastructure that they have for the offensive line and development. Um, feels pretty good. Um, shout out to Justin Perrin for this comment. Uh, Tucker, have you been working out? You look good, bro. I appreciate that. Uh, thank you. 
Uh, I'm glad that uh, that people recognize. But yes, um, not not this wasn't the only piece of offensive line news that the Chiefs had even Uh-oh. in the last 30 minutes. It seems like. Well, because- I, I got to interrupt you real quick because because you brought up Brandon Thorne. I'm sorry about this. Yes, he made a ahead. good point. Switching to left tackle when you get a play next to Joe Tooney, which is a That's remark true. that we also heard on, you know, what was it from James Palmer, I believe it was, or yep. somebody earlier in the week that, you know, getting to play left tackle as a new position, as a rookie, whatever it may be next to Joe Tooney, kind of a big deal. So that Brandon Thorne brought that up. You get a switch and play left tackle now, but you have that guy next to you, Tooney next to you. That makes a little bit of a difference. Andy Heck, Joe Tooney, Andy Reid. Patrick Mahomes can make you right. I mean, come on. What, what we can watch, we've watched this team. Patrick Mahomes can make you right plenty. It's a pretty good situation to be in trying to make that transition. Okay, sorry. We can go on to other news now. No, no, absolutely. I think that's uh, that's a really good point. And and uh, David W says, are we completely out on Tunsil? I'm not sure. What do you think, Maddie? I think so. Um, I don't. I think so because the way everything's been phrased is Jawan Taylor to left tackle. It, yeah. it would be a killer smokescreen. If not, like absolutely killer smokescreen, if not, but how, unless the chiefs get hit the Mahomes lever real quick or get into that Chris Jones extension, probably a fair amount of money to both those guys up front. The way it's been phrased is Juwan Taylor's the left tackle. And it sounds like unless something changes with the draft. Um, so I don't foresee them also trading for Tunzel now. Now you want to say, uh, you don't spend too much time, but Anton Harrison, Broderick Jones, somebody like that is falling or is there at 31. Not that they won't draft them. I just don't think they're going to trade away draft capital and pay Tunsil on top of paying Taylor. Absolutely. And let's look at uh, kind of some of the other news that I was alluding to um, because the Chiefs did lose technically both of their tackles with Andrew Wiley electing to sign a three-year, $24 million deal with the Washington Commanders, reuniting him with offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy. That is from my sports update. Ari Miroff, uh, shout out Ari, uh, for that report. Wiley had started 59 games in the last five years for Kansas City and had played really well against Philadelphia in the uh, the Super Bowl. Uh, good for him. Good for him getting that on. What are your thoughts about uh, Andrew Wiley moving on? It's a good deal for him. I would have been fine, happy if the Chiefs paid him for that. Um, I think he got a little underappreciated in the middle of the year uh, by Chiefs fans just for the way some things went. But then the Super Bowl comes around. He played really good in that game. And I'm not going to say the field helped him significantly, but it probably played a little bit of a role in how well he played in the Super Bowl. So I think like the ebbs and flows of what Chiefs fans think of Wiley, it was way too low. After the Super Bowl going into free agency, I think it probably got a little too high. And I think his market settled in a pretty good spot for him. I'm glad he got paid. He deserved it. He gets to stay with Eric Bieniemy. I think he'll actually be pretty good kind of in that system, in that room there. So good for him. I'm glad for him. And uh, I mean, I guess the Juwan Taylor news probably takes away, but you know, or a comp pick season. That's that's a decent little comp pick right there. I'm doing my best Kent Swanson since he's not here. (laughs) That is, that is a good, I saw some people mention comp pick um, uh, already after he signed the deal. They're like, oh, that's going to be a juicy comp pick. Um, I, there's all I'm, I'm watching the comment section. I'm watching the live chat as we're going through this live show. And thank you everybody for watching. Make sure you hit that like, hit the subscribe button because Matt and Lane and uh, Ken Swanson and Craig Stout will all be live tonight at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, Arrowhead Time to break down this and much more in free agency. We just had to hop on a little bit early and, and give you a little bit of an update. That's why we're at KCS an update on what's going on. Uh, lots of chat, lots of chats coming in about Darian Kennard, about Lucas Niang, about who will the right tackle be. Uh, moving forward for this season, Maddie, I wonder what I want to get your thoughts on it because I tweeted out actually before this news broke, but I was, I was actually when Wiley signed, I tweeted out trade for Tunsil, draft a right tackle. 
They signed Jawan Taylor. Do you still want to draft a right draft a right tackle? What are your thoughts, Matty? So I think doing this, right, going with Jawan Taylor, whether it's right tackle, left tackle, I think you you open the board up a little bit, though, right? Like, I think yeah. that's the key here is Brett Veach and the Chiefs don't like to go into a draft needing to draft a certain position. You can make an argument that the Chiefs are high on Lucas Niang, Prince Tiga Wanago, whatever, that can maybe survive at right tackle. You have nothing for left. Jawan Taylor, if you're comfortable switching him over to the left side, you at least are entering the draft with bodies that you might feel comfortable with starting the year. Not that the Chiefs won't address tackle early, but you don't have to. Personally, I think the Chiefs still need a top 100 tackle of some sort. Left, right, I don't think it matters. That's the beauty of Taylor. If they really are comfortable with him at left, you can pick or choose whichever one. Dewan Jones is there at the end of the first round now. Darnell Wright, you can now mm-hmm. take them to play right tackle because you have a left tackle. But if not, wait to round two, round three, and just pick someone you like. I, I think the move opens the draft up. You're still going to see a tackle come early. It just does not have to be in round one anymore. And I think yeah. I think that's the beauty of it. And we know that going into all of these drafts, we've talked about it at nauseum about how Brett Veach and company don't like to go into drafts um, with a huge glaring hole in this kind of, Negates that a little bit. They could, they do, as you mentioned, Maddie, have a little bit more room to wiggle in that round one. And and you mentioned a lot of the uh, the other signings going on that that affected this signing. You were talking about a lot of offensive linemen moving places, a lot of offensive linemen re-signing places. There was it was re-signing and restructure season at the at, from the beginning of the morning all the way until now, Maddie. But let's talk about uh, a little bit more about the signing right after this quick break. You're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. Folks, I got to tell you about today's sponsor, and that is Athletic Greens. I've been taking AG1 by Athletic Greens literally every day, and I gave it a try because I wanted to get that better gut health. I wanted to uh, have the sustained energy. You got to support the immune system, especially this time of the year. And I hated taking all those pills and vitamins to actually get all those supplements, and it tastes great as well. I take it in the morning before I start my day, before I make that cup of coffee, and it makes me feel ready to take on everything that we've got going on here at KCSN. And you know, all great athletes take care of their body. I'm not the same kind of athlete as Patrick Mahomes, but I still like to take care of my body, and that's when uh, I've been going to AG1. That's why I'm a huge fan. You get all that nutrition in just one little cup. It's it's a great, it's great for long-term gut health support as well with 75 high-quality ingredients that give me key daily nutrients. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplemental routine, then Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash KCSN. That's athleticgreens.com slash KCSN. Check it out. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Make sure to go check out Athletic Greens. Thanks for them for sponsoring this podcast. Welcome back to KCSN Update here as we are updating you on all the things that are going on here. And the uh, I was just scrolling through the t- Twitter timeline, Maddie, because it's, oh, it's wild. It's Twitter refresh season. It's uh, notifications on ringer on season. I tweeted that out earlier this morning that my ringer's been on all day, so my phone's been going crazy. Uh, but I'm just trying to get get us caught up in what's kind of been going on here with the offensive line market because there's been some pretty some pretty crazy numbers being thrown out there. We talked about the Broncos also early bringing in Mike McGlinchey. They also brought in Ben Powers. That's a four year, fifty two million dollar deal um, with twenty eight and a half fully guaranteed. Makes the I think that makes the Chiefs deal look a little bit better. Um, obviously the. Uh, Maddie, maybe we have a conversation about Clay's Campbell. I just saw a tweet about him coming up here. Oh. Um, he's an old, but uh, it could could be a fun one. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on, especially with I'm trying to find the McGlinchey numbers, Maddie. I don't know if you have them in front of you, um, but compared to compared to McGlinchey, I think that the Chiefs look like that they're in a pretty good spot here. It doesn't take me too long to get to them. I will I will find my way to get there. But uh, yeah, I, that's what I was using as a basis for a lot of this. So Mike McGlinchey yeah. was a five year. Five-year deal worth eighty-seven and a half million dollars, with over over fifty million guaranteed. I don't know Ooh. if that got updated to anything else, but I mean, what are we looking at? Like seventeen-ish million dollars per year, fifty million guaranteed for a guy that is definitely a right tackle only, and at right tackle, not as good as Jawan Taylor, and mm-hmm. like five years, four years older than Jawan Taylor. It's like if we're just gonna straight up compare contracts. That uh, Jawan Taylor's a deal. It's a bargain. Like Jawan Taylor's going to be entering after his full contract. If he plays out the whole contract, he's going to be like the same age as Mike McGlinchey when Mike McGlinchey <sighs> signed this contract. And he's already a better player. So, like, if that's what you're comparing it to, it's great. I think we're going to see Orlando Brown Jr. sign sometime in the next couple of days, or I don't know, maybe him and his agent prolong that out. <laughs> but I think what you're going to see is him, he's going to get a lot of money. It's probably going to be, be more than Jawan Taylor. Uh, it, it probably should be, and it will be, mm-hmm. but I don't know if it's going to be worth paying that difference, especially if you're talking about the chiefs and the way they've been emphasizing this, they want to lock up a long-term answer. If Orlando Brown jr. Is going to drag it out a little bit and he's going to want 23, $24 million. Is it worth it to pay him over Taylor? I mean, we're going to find out, but I just think Taylor's going to settle in right where you would expect in this market. Not going to be as high as Orlando Brown Jr., but going to be above Mike McGlinchey, and Mike yeah. McGlinchey's turn first at 17 and a half per year. So, like, there's not a lot of space there. Yeah, I, I think so, too. I think I, I personally like this move. Let us know in the comment section. Let us know in that chat 
uh, what you think about the move. I've seen some mis- mixed reactions in the chat about uh, kind of the deal. I know it's a little bit tough and, and change is hard to adjust to. Um, uh, Grayson Jasper's to uh, just sit this in the chat. Wonder what the year one cap it is going to be. That's going to be the big one. I think, I don't think that they're going to tell Mahomes. I don't, I, this is, I'm not basing this on anything, right? This is just a feeling. I don't think that the chiefs are going to restructure Mahomes' contract. So I think that they're not going to make this a huge cap hit in year one, especially with all of the, uh, the guaranteed money. Offensive lineman, Maddie, kind of flying off the board here early in this uh, in this uh, free agency period. I don't it know. Are, yeah, I don't think I'm really shocked by that. I think we kind of anticipated that. It seems like interior defensive linemen as well getting paid, getting the money that they're deserved. I think, and yeah, uh, the lines, the trenches are the places getting a lot of money in this uh, free agency period early on. I mean, you look at the wide receiver free agency market, not very good. You look at the wide receiver draft class, also not very good compared to most years. So like, it makes sense that that's going to slow play a little bit. You start, I am a little surprised that the offensive tackle market is so, is so heavy. Like it has been like guys are getting this paid. And I think that lets you know what the NFL thinks about the offensive tackles coming up in the draft. It's not always a one-to-one comparison, right? But if 32 teams felt really good about the offensive tackle class, Mike McGlinchey isn't getting $17.5 million. Juwan Taylor probably isn't getting $20 million. Like that makes a difference. So I think the NFL is telling you a little bit, and it's the Chiefs especially, we don't feel great about our left tackle options at pick 31 in this draft. And we don't know if we're going to be able to trade up to get one. Like, I think that is directly what they're telling you. And if you base it on that rear thing, it's just kind of like, hey, maybe someone will fall. So I get it. I get how we got here. I understand why the NFL is paying offensive tackles. I understand why the NFL is playing defensive tackles. It's yeah. never a good defensive tackle draft class. It just There's always one or two guys, and then everybody else kind of falls off. So like I get why these guys are getting money right now. I'm not upset that the Chiefs went ahead and paid money to Juwan Taylor. It just it was a little shocking to see at first, though. So let's focus our attention kind of off of the offensive tackle. Obviously, that's a huge story, and we'll come back to it. Um, and I, I still want to know you guys' thoughts in the chat about the Chiefs signing Juwan Taylor to a, to a deal that – Seems pretty respectable in the market, but let's talk about that interior defensive line class because, as I mentioned, um, it's people are getting paid. The market is getting reset by some interior defensive linemen. What does that mean for Colin Saunders? What does that mean uh, for a guy maybe like Trish Jones and Todd Schroeder? He uh, has a comment here. Does this cement the idea that Jones is getting traded? Can't see he and Taylor mm-hmm. getting 20 mil each. Where is that money coming from? Rework Mahomes deals. I think that's a really interesting conversation. I brought that point up about uh, trading Mahomes or trading Jones. I don't think he does get traded, but uh, interesting to see um, how that all kind of fits in, especially with the Chiefs maybe needing another interior guy or two. I yeah, I don't think Chris Jones is getting moved. I think if you we've talked about it numerous times, if we cut off this past year of Chris Jones' performance, and then you ask me, I would say one hundred percent. He's at yeah. that age that the Chiefs get nervous about. The play has been good, really, really good, but there was still clear a big gap between him and Aaron Donald. There was a clear gap before this past year. Joe Colon comes in, whether it's Colon, whether it's just Chris figuring out what he needs to do. There was a big jump in Chris Jones' play this past year. I cannot foresee a path to where the Chiefs are going to get back enough draft capital to justify getting rid of Chris Jones now. You're not going to get a top 10 pick, I don't believe, or top 10 pick value for Chris Jones. And so I don't think that you're just going to find that right kind of value. I think it's more likely you get to June and he gets extended. Or, you know what I mean? I don't, Chiefs usually don't extend guys before the free agency period starts. They kind of wait. I think if the Chiefs need the money, 
if that first year is going over the cap, if they want to make another signing, I much more think it's much more likely that they just hit the Mahomes lever this year and start that reset now versus next year and Chris Jones' extension comes later. I think so too. And it, it's interesting too when you start to look at not only the interior guys on the defensive side of the ball, the interior guys on the offensive side of the ball. Um, that's a great comment from from uh, Corey Gott. They just gave Taylor the money that they tried to uh, give Orlando twice. And listen, if a guy's going to take it, you're going to give it to him. Um, I think it's really interesting when you look at the guard market. We already talked about it a little bit with what the uh, with what the Broncos were doing, but the guard market was kind of reset. The interior market was kind of reset on the offensive line. What does that mean for Creed Humphrey? What does that mean for Trey Smith moving forward? Because we're approaching uh, negotiation territory uh, when it comes to those two guys. Um, I think that might be more of a thought for down the road, but I think it's something that the market has definitely been reset with uh, with Ben Jones going to uh, Denver. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, even more so than just like uh, Ben Jones going to Denver, uh, the Falcons just played, what is it, Chris Lindstrom? I don't want to get the Lindstroms fixed up, but they yes, paid right. their guard of $100 million. I think it was over yeah. five years, but still, like a lot, a lot of money, a lot of money to a guard. So the Chiefs are already paying Joe Tooney. You know, Trey Smith's coming up, Creed Humphrey's coming up. Like the Chiefs are going to have some money being invested at interior, that offensive line. They're not going to be able to pay four guys in this offensive line at the same time. They can't pay Taylor, who's locked in for three years, Tooney, Creed Humphrey, Trey Smith. Like there's going to have to be bargains found somewhere in there or they're not going to mm-hmm. be able to keep them. So I think it's, if you are moving Jawan Taylor, not Ben Jones, Ben Powers, correct. Sorry. Powers, Young yeah. guys is correcting us here. But uh, All right, thank I, you, <laughs> I like the concept of moving, getting Jawan Taylor to play left tackle next to Tooney, get, you know, get cemented in, figure out that position before you can move on from Joe Tooney. I'm not saying you got to move on from Tooney, but in a year, two years from now, when Creed and Trey Smith, they're going to start to be expensive on a new deal. You should have the ability to get away then just because you can't pay four guys on your offensive line. Correct. And I think that's going to be a uh, very interesting development to see how the, uh, the chiefs do it. Um, I, I, this is a really interesting deal. If you're just now tuning in, the uh, chiefs are signing uh, offensive tackle Jawan Taylor to a four year, $80 million deal. I believe, uh, yeah, 60 million of it guaranteed four year deal, 80 million of it was 60 guaranteed it appears that the chiefs are done with orlando brown jr as they want to make jawan taylor their left tackle of the future really like this uh athleticism age as well age is a, age is a big point especially in today's nfl you gotta gotta yes. respect that age um yeah that's been reported by james palmer that the chiefs uh, are kind of wanting to move forward with jones albert breer is kind of saying the same thing so some very reputable uh, sources around the nfl saying that the chiefs are moving on there and i know the chiefs had their right tackle sign with the washington commanders andrew wiley no longer a kansas city chiefs he signs a three-year 24 million dollar deal with the washington commanders he will reunite with eric Bieniemy up in that offense so it looks like they are going to have at least two new faces on that offensive line. Um, we will see what else develops in the free agency market. Uh, it seems like after the Chiefs made that move, the NFL decided to uh, take a little break for a little bit. The Chiefs made it's a been move. Nice. So they're, like, they're like, we're going to chill out for a bit. But if you head on over to the uh, KCSN, KC uh, Sports Network Twitter, there's a poll out. And I'm curious to see what people think. Um, the poll is, what do you rate the Chiefs signing of Jawan Taylor? And uh, it's either thumbs up or thumbs down. 96% of the 1,000 people that have already voted, give it a thumbs up, Maddie. That's good. I, 
I think we've kind of gotten to the point as Chiefs fans that we don't get overly sucked in on money spending. Right. It's not our money. It's the Chiefs' money. They figured out what they're comfortable with based on what the cap is. Like I think people as fans, we have finally stopped paying too much attention. Now, we can say that $20 million of Juwan Taylor is more than what we expected, right? We can say that, but it's still not our money. So you're just essentially, the market is set at Mike McGlinchey at $17.5 million. Orlando Brown Jr. asking, not that he's getting it, but asking for over $23 million. They signed Juwan Taylor for 20 right in the middle. You got to figure out where he is as a player in your mind compared to that and closer to Orlando Brown Jr. than he is Mike McGlinchey. And again, he's a half decade younger than McGlinchey. So like, I just based yeah. on that, I feel really good about it. I think he's going to keep getting better. And I really like his fit with the Chiefs. If it's stroke, if he can't figure out left tackle, I'm okay. I'm okay paying a right tackle $20 million to be really good in pass pro yeah. and try to figure out left tackle with a rookie or a little bit cheaper. I don't think the gap between left and right tackles is big as it used to be. It's just not that big of a deal anymore to me. Pay one of them, have one set in stone, and I think Juwan Taylor gives you that whichever side it's going to be. You are listening to KC Sports Network, your home for the best coverage on your favorite local teams. Whether you're a Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, KC Current, K-State, KU, or Mizzou fan, we've got you covered. Find KCSN on your favorite podcast platform. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Entertain, educate, inform. KC Sports Network. Make sure to like and subscribe to the video. Uh, and follow us on the Apple Podcast, wherever you listen to your podcast, if you are enjoying the podcast. And we'll be giving you these updates, uh, this KCSN update. Uh, every time the Chiefs uh, make a move, a newsworthy move there. We got a couple right in a row, so we went ahead and hopped on a live for you. So we appreciate everybody tuned in, everybody uh, joining in to uh, listen to us break down the Chiefs signing Jawan Taylor as their new left tackle. We're going to have, we got a few more minutes left here. We'll go for a few more minutes. I want to, I want to answer some questions that you guys have. So drop your questions in the chat. We've got a couple queued up here for you. Matt. Can I ask you a question first? Yeah. Ask me a question first. Then we'll get into what they, what they want to ask. Yeah. Right now, right. This exact moment. What are the chiefs going to do at, let's say right tackle. Let's assume Juwan Taylor's left tackle. Mm -hmm. What do you think the chiefs will do come week one at right tackle? Who's starting out there? That's a, who will start? I don't, I don't think he's on the roster right now. I'll be honest. Okay. Um, I, th okay. I think I, I don't think that he's on the roster, whether that will be uh, the Chiefs maybe signing a, I don't want to say journeyman, because I think journeyman sometimes has a negative connotation, but a guy like a, like a Mike Rimmers. Remember when the Chiefs signed Mike Rimmers to, mm. to, to play some tackle? A guy like that. Um, or they draft the right tackle in the draft that they feel comfortable with because now they have a veteran in, in uh, trade Trey Smith at the right uh, guard position. So maybe they can go with there, but I, I don't really feel, I don't feel like there's a whole lot of confidence with uh, Niang. Um, we haven't really seen a whole lot of daring canard. Uh, we'll see what we get out of him in training camp, but uh could be some interesting things there. We got a, uh, we got some information. It's not chiefs related. It sounds like Aaron Rodgers is officially going to be off to the jets. I haven't seen compensation Ooh. yet, but everything's firing off that it is official now that, that Rodgers is off to the Jets. So 
It's come from Trey Wingo hearing Rodgers of the Jets is done, and I'm waiting to find compensation. I figured that was a fun little thing to throw in there. That is a fun little thing. Time is a flat circle indeed is what Trey Wingo throws in on his tweet. Um, also, the Bengals are resigning Jermaine Pratt to a three-year $21 million deal. Uh, divisional, not divisional rival, conference rival. Um, Yo, fine. Miami just signed Mike White for a two-year deal worth up to $16 million. Yeah. yeah. What a wild, what, incredibly expensive for a backup quarterback, right? What? Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> lots lots going on but like we all knew that rogers was going to the jets right he just prolonged it incredibly long um so finally he gets to go in there uh maddie this question is from jdk jdkk two k's uh don't forget the second k how did he i assume he is Jawan taylor do against the chiefs in the playoff game uh absolutely fine um the the regular season matchup, Chris Jones got him. I think everybody went and threw up the play of Chris Jones playing defensive end. It was against Jawan Taylor that he beat for a sack in the regular season game. It wasn't as an, you know, an issue in the playoff game um, against the Chiefs. Taylor was absolutely fine. No, no qualms. It's hard to judge offensive tackles versus the Chiefs, right? Because the Chiefs didn't really have a great defensive end. So the Jaguars were getting the ball out quick to protect their interior from Chris Jones. A lot of wide receiver screens, a lot of the run game, and that wasn't necessarily his strong point. You want to see better him and a better way to gauge? Go watch him the week prior against the Los Angeles Chargers. He gets a lot of one-on-one -on -one reps with Joey Bosa, a mm -hmm. lot of one-on-one -on -one reps with Khalil Mack, and he was phenomenal in those uh, as a pass protector. So fine versus the Chiefs. I, mean, I wouldn't say good, bad, or ugly, just fine, but really good against the Chargers when I think he was stressed in a way that matters a little bit more for the Chiefs just in terms of the Jaguars were forced to just raw, drop back, throw the ball around, and he did great. Absolutely. If you want your question answered, go ahead and drop that in the chat right now. Maddie and I will get to them, and we will answer some of these questions. Uh, this one is from uh, Sugary Special K. Great name, by the way. Uh, what is the Chiefs' next move in free agency? Oh, please just go trade for DeAndre Hopkins and let me sleep <laughs> for the rest of free agency. I will. I I can yeah, retire yeah. from Twitter for a week if they go. If they just get that done, just trade your. It's not a second round pick. Don't don't even mess with me, Cardinals. Give that trade that third or fourth round pick for DeAndre Hopkins. Keep, you know, get his deal figured out to be under the cap. Get Hopkins in, Jawan Taylor, and I can just go to bed until the draft. We're all set. Uh, I do love a lot of people in the chat bringing up Jimmy G going to the Raiders, and they said the good good news. Uh, look, I love the Raiders grabbing Jimmy G. Uh, the West is still ours, I believe, is what someone said after the after they signed uh, Jimmy G. Yep, there it is uh, from Morgan. Jimmy G went to Vegas. The West is still ours. Go Chiefs! You're right, Rogers to the Jets, making some waves in there as well. Um, got a question here from. Uh, High Desert says, Yo, Tuck, do you think a team want, that wants Lamar but doesn't want to trade for their current first round draft pick would trade down with us and use our 31 to acquire Lamar on draft day? That is some like, um, you know, that gif of Charlie Day or Charlie Kelly from obviously it's always sunny, yes. uh, with like the conspiracy theory in the mailroom. That is some, yeah. some, some of that stuff right there. Do I think that that's been thought of? Probably. I think that that's probably been thought of because I think these GMs think of literally every situation and scenario. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Here's one from uh, Zach Eisen. Uh, as things stand, what position slash who is the pick at 31, Matthew? This is, this is what the Chiefs plan was, right? Now we don't know. We yeah. knew before yeah. it was a tackle for sure. 
now tackles 100% still on the table, edges on the table, wide receiver, defensive tackle, like everything is now back on the table because of this, right? And so I, I, I don't know. I don't have an answer for you right now. Like I, if I was a betting man, I would still, I'm going to put my money on tackle again, just because the way things are phrased, you know, left tackle for now, so on and so forth. But I, I think that can change once the board starts to go. You, there's no, you can't peg it down anymore. That's what the right. Chiefs want to do. That you got to guess now. And we all know that Brett Veach likes to go into these drafts without glaring holes, and he seems to fill that glaring hole with the signing of Jawan Taylor. It looks like he will be the left tackle of the future for the Kansas City Chiefs, and on a on a pretty decent deal. Looking looking ahead, uh, Brian Anderson asked, "What's the price for Nuke?" Um, Maddie, you kind of already touched on it. What you think? What you think it should be? But what do you think the asking price actually is is going to be? I mean, the Cardinals are publicly asking for a second, but that's not happening. Um, it, right. If they trade him, it'll be a third or fourth round pick. At best, Amari Cooper, fifth round pick. Jalen Ramsey, third round pick. Um, yeah. You can go back and look. Uh, Tyree Kill and Devontae Adams definitely got paid, but like you go through the NFL these last couple of years and look for guys that are 28, 29 years old on expensive deals, especially if they're kind of coming up to where they're going to need a new deal in a year or two. The NFL is not trading high draft picks for no. that age range that also are getting paid. So DeAndre Hopkins is not going for a second with all those other things. I'm thinking third, fourth round pick. He's not quite as expensive compared to some of those other guys I just named. So like, if you really want to play hardball, Amari Cooper is the best place to start. And that was what, a fifth round pick? So a fourth, maybe, just, just in case the Cardinals play a little bit hardball with it. But like third or fourth round would be my guess right now. Make sure to like and subscribe uh, if you are watching this on YouTube. Follow us on your favorite audio platform. If you are listening to this after the fact on uh, on the podcast. So thank you, everyone, for tuning in right now. Uh, like and subscribe really help us out as we continue to grow our YouTube. Uh, Maddie, we got a time for – let's do a few more here. I want this one. Okay. This, this is AFC West related, but I don't think it's Chiefs related, and some people do want it to be Chiefs related. Thoughts on Austin Eckler wanting a trade? Good. Get him away from ever playing the Chiefs ever again, <laughs> please. Uh, yeah, that's all, that's all I got. I don't know. Like he, I he's gonna get traded. Hopefully, hopefully he gets traded away from the Chargers. Hopefully he gets traded away yeah. from the AFC West and make Justin Herbert throw to those weapons over and over again. And like uh, you know, Eckler seems to be a pain in the side for for defenses when the Chargers seem to be at their best. Austin Eckler's going through a tear as a receiver, 100%. occasional running stuff. So like, yeah, please get him away from that team. I know some people on Twitter, I'd seen some people ask about, hey, maybe the Chiefs should get involved with a trade for Austin Eckler. I don't think that that will probably happen. They've got a good thing going right now with what they got in their uh, running back room with a rookie who uh, had almost had a thousand yards. I think did he have a thousand? He didn't have a thousand in the regular season, but I think with the postseason combined, he had a thousand yards. And they've also got uh, Jarek McKinnon, who is a free agent as of now. We'll see if they bring him back. But I think that uh Things are on good terms there with him. So it's going to be interesting. And Maddie, as you were mentioning the the price tag for uh, DeAndre Hopkins, I, some people have thrown out there trading Clyde to Lair, putting him in a package uh, for for them. I don't know how much that really sweetens the pot or how much the, the Cardinals would really be interested in that, right? You sure. have two to tango. Uh, but, sure, do it. But like, yeah, what, does that yeah. help your cause? Like, they're just not taking on a ton of money, but like they're still taking on money like it's still gonna factor into sure. what they have to do so uh yeah it's you know uh sure put them in there but i don't think that matters much 
Here's a here's a question. We'll get back to the uh, tackle situation from Wolf three thousand. Would it have been cheaper to give Orlando Brown a long term deal last year, or to have extend him right after the signing him? We all love our Chiefs, but is this? But this is a minor downgrade at left tackle for a big price. The Chiefs tried to pay Orlando Brown essentially the same amount of money. They tried to pay yeah. him like nineteen, a little over nineteen million dollars a year last year, and he said no. And the reports were it wasn't even close. And this year, it sounds like the Chiefs tried to sign him long term. He again said no. So it sounds like his price is substantially more than this. Like the way it was phrased is not close. Every report this year has been like, "Hey, he wants a lot of money, and the Chiefs aren't going to go that high." So from that standpoint, like they tried, he said no. They went and looked elsewhere. Maybe it's a slight step back in terms of left tackle play like today, but what's it going to be like at the end of the year? Cause I, we all saw Orlando Brown jr. Get a fair amount of help playing left tackle. Jawan Taylor, it was at right tackle. So we don't know what left tackle work, but right at right tackle, he didn't get near as much help as Orlando Brown jr. Did in passing situations. He did not get as many chips. He did not have as many tight ends playing over him. So if that translates to the left side, I don't know if you're necessarily looking at a downgrade. I would say Orlando Mm. Brown, a better player he's more well-rounded right now but he's a worse pass protector on the left side than Jawan taylor was on the right side so you're just kind of hoping that skill set translates absolutely uh let's lend in the questions here with this one maddie uh tim flanner asked where do you think orlando brown jr goes now uh it's gotta be the chicago bears right they were yes, in on mike think. mcglinchy for a lot of money um, there's a little bit of familiarity. Polls would have been in Kansas City when they were at least like having this conversations, I think, about them. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Braxton Jones came in and played left tackle for the Bears last year. So like maybe they don't want to move him around. Maybe they are very set on him at left tackle. That's the only issue because he's not going to do anything but play left tackle. But I think the Bears make the most sense. They got money to burn. They need tackle help, whether it's left or right tackle. So like I, I, that's my guess right now is that. But I think the problem you're going to run into Orlando Brown Jr. wants 23 plus million dollars. Yeah. And I don't know if any team's going to want to give him that. I think you might get in a weird spot where Orlando Brown Jr. ends up left on the free agency market a lot longer than we expect. He's going to sign a one year prove it esque deal. And we're all going to be like, oh, the Chiefs should have signed him for the $17 million that he signed for. But you got to like understand the Chiefs didn't want to pay him for one year or sit around and wait for him mm-hmm. to come up with that idea. Like, I, I can see that happening. I don't know if it will, but I can see that path happening. Not a lot of news coming out since we uh, had start to go on live. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers won't go to the Jets. He's going to go yeah. to the Jets. That's the biggest one. Uh, Vikings have agreed to terms with uh, Josh Oliver, three-year, $21 million deal, tight end. Uh, he gets 10.75 guaranteed. Um, Jermaine Pratt, as I mentioned earlier, he's going to be resetting with the Bengals for a three-year, $21 million deal. He'll get 10.35 in year one and 15 over the two years. Um, so a front-loaded contract on, on that one. Um, let's see here. Oh, this is from Jeff Kerr, CBS at Jeff Kerr, CBS. Jawan Taylor had the third lowest pressure rate allowed 0.2.5% among tackles last season. Only Tristan Wirfs and Lane Johnson were better. He allowed just 16 pressures in five sacks last year. Granted that was from the right tackle position, but good numbers, good numbers. And to, to add on, um, if you just change it to true dropbacks, which I think are non-RPOs and I think non-play action, the pressure rate does climb to 5.2%. That's mm. still a top 10 mark among all offensive tackles. That's from uh, PFF and Pro Football Focus. So it was 2.5% on just any dropback, 5.2% on true dropback passes. And either way, you're looking at top 10 or top three you know, uh, pass protector in the NFL. 
that's not a step back from Orlando Brown Jr. No. as a just pure pass protector. I get the side thing, but like that's not a step back as a pass protector. Right. Uh, this is from Michael Ree. This comment here: Taylor has over thirty-five inch arm length. That's oh, been Andy's proven, are happy. That's been proven big for the Andes as they do love their uh, long arm tackles. But yes, uh, Jag Chiefs shine former Jaguars offensive tackle Jawan Taylor to a four-year, eighty million dollar deal with sixty of it guaranteed. Uh, the sources are saying uh, James Palmer, Albert Breer are saying Chiefs are moving forward with Orlando Brown Jr. Jawan Taylor will be bringing in to play left tackle uh jews reviews i see him in the comment section here uh do you see canard and yang seriously competing for the right tackle spot i do see them competing with somebody uh maybe in the draft as well uh i don't think that those are the only two guys um the only two guys going to be competing for that spot maddie as of today, I think it's Niang competing versus somebody that's not here yet. I don't know mm. if Darren Kennard is going to factor into the right tackle um, competition. I think that, if I remember right, late in the year last year, he got moved to guard for practices, um, and maybe it yeah. could have been for a depth thing. I think it was once Niang got healthy to get back, they moved Kennard away. I am gone, but I'm still here. They have moved they moved uh, Kennard away from the tackle room to the guard room, right. um, and so I don't I don't know if he's competing. I think Lucas Niang will be competing. Mm. Um, but I think it'll be, there's non there's competition, not on the roster right now for him. I agree. Maddie, thank you for hopping on and thank you for everyone oh, of course. to, uh, hopping on with us and talking a little bit of this, uh, chiefs news here. We're going to be kind of keeping our ear to the ground, right? We're going to be, uh, making sure that when there is some big chiefs news that we will hop on and we will be live breaking it down for you, answering your questions, just kind of kind of hanging out, talking about it, talking about these moves and what they mean for not only for the chiefs this year, but for next year and beyond. So appreciate everyone hopping on and, uh, and hanging out with us for a little bit on this Monday afternoon as the NFL's legal, it's not legal tampering period. They're calling it the free agent negotiation window now, uh, because that sounds a little bit better than legal tampering. Uh, the window is open. And the league new year will become official on March 15th. That's this Wednesday. So make sure to stay tuned, stay subscribed, stay, get those notifications on for KCSN as we'll be giving you these KCSN updates anytime something big happens. So thank you all for tuning in and listening, whether if it's live at the time or in the podcast, we will see you next time. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN. Covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current. Plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou. By searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. 
Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.